I'm with Lachelle Joy Hunt. The Aftermath is the short film played at the Romance and Relationships Film Festival. It's a period piece. It's kind of like a poem, but it's really about low. I feel I feel that I'm watching this film. It's about loneliness. That's your thematic. Would that be a correct assessment? Yeah, correct. Yeah, I wanted her to feel very isolated, and I wanted yeah you to just kind of feel all her emotions basically in that. So it's that it's that done. It's like it's like I said in like 1912. Yes, correct. So America Absolutely. is in a different place then, I guess, right? And like, so she's she's traveled like from wherever she is to to America, and her husband's not with her, and she's writing a letter to her husband. Yeah, yeah. The idea, the concept, you know, they were on a journey together, and she is there um, without him, and she's writing a letter to him, and we kind of see through the film kind of you know where is her husband what happens to him and it's kind of a journey through her emotions and her storytelling of of their story basically and and what she plans to do for the future so it's almost like a new she's writing to tell it's a new beginning I guess right correct yeah so there's sadness but there's also a lot of um you know how do I move forward and trying to persevere and trying to overcome you know the struggles of life basically so where did you wrote this you wrote this script or you wrote the the, the poem like what came first did you like when the, when the writing process did you when you're writing it you're like i'm going to make this into a film like what was the process yeah it was really cool because i um so i've done production management in the past for films and so i was producing a movie in um, pacifica california which is pretty close to san francisco so on a day off, a friend, a friend and I went out to Point Reyes. And when I went there, I just fell in love with it. And I was like, I have to shoot something here. And I love period piece films. I wanted to write something about women. I wanted to do something that wasn't, that was kind of simplistic and not crazy over the top. So I could really, you know, um, complete it in a short amount of time and, and be able to put my idea out into the world. So I started coming up with concepts um, and I had already had a, this actually um, should, this story should tie in with a mini series that I have written. And so I kind of had this idea and I was like, I'll do a segment of the mini series and put it into a short and just kind of start playing around more with this idea that I have for the mini series. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it was born. And I actually listened to a book about Titanic survivors, um, an audio book. And that's where the idea really came to me about where most of the survivors either they kind of went one of two ways they were either you know like oh my gosh like I almost died um mm -hmm. I'm gonna live life up you know I'm gonna travel the world I'm gonna start a business I'm gonna help people they, they did something like that or their life just completely spiraled and they just went down a rabbit hole for the worst and so I wanted to show yeah yeah, yeah. So, and I, I was like yeah that's kind of guess how life is in general you kind of pick yeah you know, your path in life. And so I wanted to show, you know, that this person's path, she was picking something positive. She's working towards something, even though she's been through a really bad tragedy. So she's kind of, you know, that first half of, of what happened to people. And then I'm going to probably make another one, uh, you know, kind of showing the spiral of like what, yeah. people, you know, and mentally. Um, well, it's, it's interesting, right? Like it's about, I guess it's about trauma. It's like, it's like two people from the same family are raised like brother and sister or siblings and they 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 dealt with trauma and then one 
has they have two different lives, right? So it's sort of the kind of analogy how people deal with trauma, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's um, and what was kind of interesting too, and I didn't really do it on purpose was the actress that I chose for the film, Rachel. She had been through something kind of similar to what happens in the film, um, in her personal life. Um, so she lost, you know, a loved one, and um, it just she did such a good job at like, like portraying you know pieces yeah. of the character that related to that so it was really cool to uh work with her and you know we didn't really talk a lot about that part of her life but you could see it come through um in in her and and in the film so it was interesting like I said I didn't really do that on purpose but yeah. it, it was interesting how things tie in you know and um and how it was an important film to to women and um I went to a film festival recently where I was able to really like get up and speak afterward and then meet people. And I just had a lot of women come up to me and something in it, like, you know, struck them or related to them. And mm -hmm. that was the coolest thing for me really is to talk to those people that, you know, I, I like got something from the film, you know, not just entertainment or um, thought it was cool or something, but really like felt something with it. Yeah. So. Well, this is a jump on that. So we send the audience to you in the in the video. What did you think about yeah. what the audience had to say? You know, what was so cool was like you said, like I do have some poetry in this film, and I kind of felt like some of their answers were very poetic, and that was kind of fun. Like, and I really appreciated people um, giving me compliments on like how I handled doing a period piece because yeah. it is really hard to do something like if you're if you have an interior location for example you know you're gonna have to deal with a lot of elements and trying to get rid of modern day things or trying to find things that don't look too old um that still look new but like are correct for the uh, period piece so doing it outside um just focusing on the wardrobe not being too intense of trying to have carts drive by or you know or like older cars like yeah. I tried to eliminate any of that kind of distraction and really focus on the story, um, even though I still wanted it to be a period piece. So that was a really nice compliment that I wasn't expecting uh, from the audience for them to kind of notice that. And uh, yeah, it was really fun. They were all really nice. And um, I'm just glad people are taking away so much from it, you know, and, and yeah. really understanding what it's about, because that's the whole point, right, is to share your thoughts about something to the world. Well, yeah, that's the, so yeah, in conclusion from a live festival to what where we, we sent you, you're like, you're getting a lot out of this film, like other people are getting a lot of it too. So you've, you've yeah. just, you're discovering yourself and that's great. So you're, you work as a production manager and line producer in the industry, correct? Yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. So you, the, I like your story, how like, so you obviously know how to, how a production is made and how to make a film from a production standpoint, because that's what you do for a living and you're very good at it. But it's so interesting that you kind of like saw this location and you kind of built your story around the location. So you kind of like worked backwards in a sense. Yeah, I, you know, I obviously grew up and and love like Pride and Prejudice, like the newer version and and um, Jane Eyre and all that kind of stuff. So I told my cinematographer, I said, you know, because, you know, I have a budget, <laughs> so yeah. I can't have a bunch of actors. I can't have a feature right now, but what I want to do is I want to make it look good. And I found this location and I know what kind of shots I want. And I just want to tell this story and have it be beautiful 
in the inside of the story and I want it to look beautiful on the outside. And I just want to really push for that. And he built, he had a lens from an old projector um, from a movie theater and he mm-hmm. built like an anamorphic lens for the film. And so we just really focused on the cinematography yeah. um, and really like it, because it was going to have voiceover and all that, we really wanted to, you know, push. So yeah, like it was cool to, kind of develop a story and a movie like that way kind of in the reverse <laughs> so, but, so aj young's your cinematographer he seems to be yeah. uh they seem to be uh moving up in the world let's just put it that way they they, they, they have a the gigantic list of credits on imdb so oh yeah he's great and we've been friends since college so um <laughs> he's a really good friend of mine and i just think he's he's good and he's one of the people in the industry that i admire because he didn't really necessarily follow a path where he just took any job you know that came to him like he's particular about making films that are good and that are important to him personally and that um you know or more he started doing a lot of indie films and he didn't but he chose not to do certain indie films that didn't fit hit him you know so I always thought that was really cool and I was always really proud of him for you know, sticking up for wanting to do artistic stuff and not just doing whatever. Um, and so, yeah, it's really shown um, too. So you're you're an actress who's fantastic because she's doing like so. Tell me about uh, so. Tell me about what did you do from did you shoot it first or she do the voiceover first? I definitely wrote the voiceover first, and honestly, so I did she perform, What did she perform first? The 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 scene oh, sorry, itself yeah. or the voiceover? She performed the scene. Yeah. Okay. Um. Actually, we didn't even shoot the voiceover for a little while after that. I really thought I would, because it was kind of an experimental film. I yeah. really would call it that because when we shot it, you know, there could be certain pieces. I'd be like, okay, now I want to shoot this, or now I want to, you know, grab this yeah. over here. So we I wrote it out and I didn't really expect to stay with the dialogue very much but honestly a lot of what we ended up doing for the voiceover was uh, what I originally had written uh, which kind of surprised me (laughs) so we didn't change it too much but yeah no we definitely did it afterwards she worked with um, some acting friends and coaches that helped her with her accent we didn't really have like a defined accent we wanted it to be like that was my next um, question yeah yeah, like we wanted it to be like in the UK, like some yeah. of England, Scotland, or kind of, or maybe a little of Ireland, like a mix to kind of know, like she definitely came from that part of the world, but we didn't like necessarily define her, but we tried to go with like a London, like somewhere around London, like accent. And she worked with some English friends that are actors yeah. on that. You know, we had some debates because obviously I watched like a lot of period pieces and I'm like, okay, I know like that's how they would say like, you know, California now or whatever, but it doesn't really sound how they would say it back then. So then we have to like watch clips from like Peaky Blinders or something and yeah, kind of talk about and and, and retry and <laughs> yeah, but no, she was great and she nailed it like most of the time. And so we just really worked together on that. And it was, that was challenging for sure. And the funny thing was like we, uh, our film showed in, in England and in Bath where uh, Jane Austen's from and she was so scared because sure. <laughs> yeah. showing in England and she was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah. uh, no, she did great. And everyone, everyone thought, yeah, she was really good. So I've only had compliments about that. Okay. So she's, you're shooting the, the scene itself. So the voiceover, she hasn't done the voiceover yet. So you got her on set. It's, I'm assuming it's you, the cinematographer and her, the three of you. 
that's it. Yeah, we yeah. had like a hairstylist. Don't um, yeah. But that's it. Yeah. You don't so, need obviously you don't need sound because you're gonna voice over and you're gonna you're gonna make a set your own sound design with the music. So right. so you're shooting it. You got so you set her up like in period piece like with her hair. So who like you said you had what makeup person do that or the hair makeup person do that? Yeah. So the first day we did have a hair and makeup person because I wanted her. She has like this kind of big like beehive thing on her head. Yeah. And so I wanted that <laughs> to be like good. And so if I just did it, I wasn't sure how that would turn out. So um, we had, we hired someone. They did a great job. And then we went out and we shot and it was about like 45 minutes from our Airbnb. And um, yeah, it was just the three of us. And I actually even got like some kind of allergic reaction to the plants because we were just it was us three we were like hauling everything through all this like brush and and weeds and then I'm like okay let's go further out and like we were just you know kind of I knew the places that I wanted to go but also like I said it was kind of experimental so yeah, yeah it was just us three and um you know I shot I I planned it that way because like I come from you know production so I didn't feel like I needed to add all these crazy extra oh. things that you yeah. know we're gonna affect the budget and that maybe wouldn't enhance it all that much so I just focus on what do I have what can I do with that and that's what we shot so you just so basically you just had her walk basically I know it's more to than that but you had to walk around kind of the area and then kind of like express emotion I guess like during the scene did she did you have like have a conversation with her I was just curious about that process because it's like she's got to feed up something I guess right as an actor I was just curious about that process right. I would just kind of tell her, like, I think, we, like, I mean, obviously we had the script with us, but I would just tell her, like, you know, kind of what emotion I was looking for in that piece. Um, like, there was a scene by a tree that we, we kind of improvised, and mm -hmm. I just kind of said, you know, I don't know, just in this moment, I, I want her to be kind of, you know, like when you have something happen to you. And you're emotional for a period of time, but then you're kind of in this place of just silence with yourself or just numbness. Yeah. I wanted her to kind of be in that state in that time. And so that was kind of interesting. We kind of bounced between elements, you know, of kind of hopefulness, um, sadness, and then like this numbness state. So we kind of would go back and forth between those three and we would just talk about which state we were in and kind of what part of the dialogue and and she would just really internally prepare and then we would shoot it. <laughs> gotcha. So, I mean, yeah, we just. Of course, there's certain money shots, too, right? That like, quote unquote, money shots that like sun, the sunrise or sunset, the water. Like, yeah. did, you, did you like when you talk, did you talk to like AJ and say, OK, we have we, we need these shots, like certain shots that you needed or you wanted? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we have one. My favorite shot is her on the cliffside. Yeah. And it was so windy. The camera was shaking. And like, even if he was holding it, like it was shaking. Like, <laughs> so that was difficult. Um, the, the elements, but yeah, that was a beautiful shot. And, um, and, you know, we really focused on that. We knew we wanted that one, but there was another one at the Sutro baths, which is a whole nother spot in San Francisco, um, where they were kind of ready to be done for the day. And the sun was almost like pretty much set, but I wanted this on the sutra baths it's an old bathhouse so there's a foundation of like a pool and there's these like rigid kind of old metal pieces that stick up 
everything kind of just look rugged. And with the light and everything with the silhouette, it just looked really cool. So I was like, you know what, let's get this one last shot. And they're like, I don't know if we need it. And I'm like, let's just shoot it. And so we just shot it. And that's like my second favorite piece in the film. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> did you did it for you. You shot for two days. Um. Yes, we shot for two days. Yeah, only two days. So. Well, only yeah, but you you, you get like it's, I think yeah, it's amazing what you got the footage that you got. So okay, so then you know that you got some footage of her walking around. You got some money shots, but obviously your post production, your sound design, her voiceover, the music—that's what's going to bring it all together, I guess. Right. So tell me yeah. about that process. Did you like go through the footage? Like, how did you kind of put it all to, like? Did you like you worked with an editor? It says, but you like did you like go for the footage first, or did you like how was your process, or did you go to the like voiceover? Did you do music? Like what? How did you kind of like piece it all together? Yeah. So with the edit, I use I was so scared about the um, like working with the composer because I had never done that before. My previous films, I had pulled you know songs from the internet that I could get licensed and that kind of yeah. thing. Um, so this process, I pulled music from the internet as placeholders. <laughs> I ended up using like tiny pieces of some of them. But um, then I went to the composer and was like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. Like, this is where I need to fill in the gaps. Like he did like 75% of it. But that was a really hard piece that I wasn't expecting because I was so scared of like having someone do the entire film and not liking parts of it yeah. or the whole thing. And so that was really challenging. But Greer, my composer he did a great job so I did the um back to the I did the edit first uh with the temp music and then I did my own voiceover I just talked over it before we recorded her okay, gotcha I, I didn't know like if I like the dialogue that I wrote necessarily with yeah. the image you know so I just did it like that um put that over the edit and then I put the temp music and then I did um her voiceover while I was doing the composing um and then I put those two together. And then at the end, I did the sound design because okay. I wanted the sound design to tie in well with the music. And that was actually one of the funnest pieces for me was the sound design because I knew this part, I want to hear more ocean. This part, I want to hear less ocean. I want to hear her walking. Like it was cool to feel that you, when you're watching a movie, you don't think about like controlling the sound design and how that affects the audience, right? Yeah. You're thinking about maybe the visual, but. So that was really fun was to go through the sound design and really be particular about how I wanted it to flow with the music, like you said, because it is poetic. So it it needed to be a certain way too. And it, it could be more experimental too yeah. in that sense. So you, so you did your own temp because you needed to figure out the story beats of the, <laughs> of the rhythm, I guess, right? So then yeah. did you and then she then she she I guess she was the final piece. She she came in last to do the to do the voiceover yeah so we did her voiceover I did it before the sound design but like at the end yeah because I wanted it I wanted to know that that's what I really wanted with the words and I think that was kind of the scariest part was making sure that 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 the words made sense and it went with the imagery yeah so um you know yeah so before her before her doing it I I experimented with myself and my poor family members who had to watch it <laughs> in that state but <laughs> But no, yeah, so she kind of was like the last piece doing the voiceover. And there had been some time between the film and when we actually recorded the voiceover. Um, so that was kind of interesting, but it was really cool to uh, come back to. And and we had a lot did of fun. Did you have her watch the film or did she just kind of do it like, like within her own kind of emotions? 
Yeah, I guess I'd always seen like when people do animation, right? That they're like in the booth and they're like watching it at the yeah. same time. So I had her watch it for timing and we did it in chunks. Okay. And so, um, yeah, we just hired a sound guy and we got, uh, you know, rented a room and and we um, we just ha- had her watch it and go through and do each piece. And we had, you know, we tried even had like it, we were a little experimental with that as well, because um, you know, we'd have her try a certain way or a certain emotion and not necessarily that she was doing something that I didn't like or something, but just to have different options and then, then take it back into the edit. And then, you know, you know, they always say you're re you're recreating when you're in the edit. And I think that's very true. You know, it's interesting you, you, you said it was an animation because, because it's not, it's like, it's watching her. And I've, I've had experiences yeah. where some actors are like, it's almost like doing ADR work. It's like, it's some actors are amazing at doing it. Like they're seeing themselves and like, okay, I get it. And some actors, it takes them so long to get over themselves, like on screen. And it's like, they're like, they're like, Oh, look, this is how I look, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and then they, they, you don't, I don't know. Like if you, 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 you understand. Right. So it's like, it's like, so, but you had her watch the film, you had her watch herself and make sure that for like, was she okay with that or. Yeah, you know, I was scared because I've had experiences in the past where yeah. actors, like you said, they watch themselves and they're critiquing themselves and they don't like this certain shot and they're very vocal sure. about it and they don't hold back. But no, she was very positive about it and very <laughs> a good cheerleader for the whole film. And yeah. she didn't, you know, um, question um, my choices, I guess, you know. Yeah. It must be she so interesting something. for her because it's like such yeah. a different film as an actor, right? Like this whole process, right? right? She's not talking to anybody. It's like, did she, what did she think about the film? She loved it. And um, like I said, I think it really related to her too, um, because she's had some um, experiences similar to the film. So that was really interesting. But yeah, she's been a great cheerleader for it and really encouraging to me. And And the cool thing about Rachel too, is she's also a filmmaker. Um, so she acts, but she also has written a lot of her own stuff. And I think she appreciates, you know, heart in, in a film and, so she really took that and, and wrote with it. She really wanted, she was really invested into the character and, and really cared about her. And that was really important to me. Yeah, she's just, she was, like I said, it was, it's not the easiest role to do. And she was great on both ends, like the performance and also the voiceover as well. She really hit the story beats. Yeah, it's a really nice film. I like watching, I like seeing shorts like this because it's like, it's, it's, it's gutsy. It's like, there's a certain, it's a different point of view of the storytelling process. So yeah, and it's like and congratulations. I hope it's doing well. You said it's we already had some yeah. we did live some live screening. So hope it's doing well for you. Yeah, it's going really good. And I'm just um, you know, I told myself I'd give myself a year, put it out there. Yeah. And um, this is a really cool experience, what you guys are doing, because you know, it is like virtual, but there's been so much interaction, which I really appreciate um from your guys's end. I've, you know, done others that I just, you know, I, I just love how um invested you guys are i've done like a written interview this interview i'm going to be able to actually watch my film online when when the day comes and 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 obviously the audience interviews and i just really love the way you guys have set this up so thank you for having me and and for appreciating my film yeah thank you and so what so you no, i appreciate that and so you wanted did you say you wanted to make a sequel or kind of like a the opposite version uh like off the like I, I guess it's going to be more of a darker film I guess yeah it, it'll be darker for sure yeah I have this whole idea it is going to be like an interior though so that's going to be a whole new challenge yeah. there's characters 
I kind of like designed it that way. I had written three, uh, three scripts initially, three different stories. Yeah. And so I kind of wanted to build my way up to like, okay, which one can I make, <laughs> you yeah. know, that's a little bit cheaper or like not cheaper, but like, you know, lower budget or like something I can do where I can uh, really help myself out, you know, with money, but then like, and then work my way up um, with it. So the next film is going to take more people, have more um, talent yeah. and um, it's just going to, yeah, but it's going to be darker. And I'm actually excited about that because like I said, like the Jane Eyre, like watching that film really inspired me and I want to do some cool, like experimental stuff with the camera and have some fun stuff. I want to like put in that one. And I kind of like, you know, working with sadness and <laughs> kind no, of it's, I think what you're saying is so interesting. It's like, it's like, I like, I don't know your personal experience where like, it's like the dealing with trauma or dealing with like a life or death experience. Like you're using the Titanic as an analogy where like, it's like you survived, like a lot of people died. Right. So basically, so you survived and it's like how you deal with that. And like, obviously people get a second life. They think, Oh my God, this is, I can't believe I survived. Like now I'm going to really take advantage of my life. And then other people, like they just can't, they're still living that trauma. They can't move past that, that death. Like they almost died. They, they keep living it in their brain. And it's like, it's, it's, it's almost like, I don't want to use war as like a, a analogy, but it, like there's people that who have dealt with that where like veterans, you know what I mean? Like uh, that kind of same analogy where they, they just can't move. They can't take the next step, I guess. Right. And I'm not, there's no judgment. It's just that it's just part of that. It's like, it's that it's yeah. just part of that, the dealing with trauma. We all are individuals, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you don't really know what's going to happen to you. So if you have one kind of trauma and then something else happens, it's another kind of trauma, it just builds. And then maybe you just give up or, <clears throat> or then there's the people that never give up and they keep, you know, trying to pursue some kind of happiness, but yeah. And this next one, um, it's actually more based on a, on a person. Um, the first one was kind of a mix of all the people I had read about and, and listened to in the audiobook. So that person is is actually fictional um evelyn in, in this film she is fictional but she's yeah. a combination of a lot of, of people and things i read and then the second one is actually loosely based off of i won't i won't say who at this point but yeah. um a 19 year old girl who is a real person that was aboard the titanic and her full life story even though we're not going to see her full life story in the film we're only going to see the beginning but it's um you know it was just a spiral for her and yeah. And she chose it to be that way, basically. And so I think I want to, I kind of want to show her going from the initial shock to kind of starting that spiral um, in the film. Yeah. And so it's a psychological thing. And um, there's a film that I really love um, called Lori. And it's um, about a girl who's in Nazi Germany. And it's when it end, when the war ends and, and her family gets taken away by the Americans because they're Nazis. And she goes through this process in her mind of, discovering what her dad really did in the concentration camps because she sees paper clippings of him and stuff yeah and, and the cycle the psychological effect on her throughout the film as it builds over time they say it so well without saying it verbally and that's kind of what i want to also portray in the next film is like kind of like in the first one like without her having so much crazy dialogue like how do we show this crazy spiral you know so yeah kind of what I'm working on and um it's, oh, it's like, so interesting yeah thank you and, and, and so what like you it's funny because you said that in the blog interview that Titanic is the movie you've seen the most times in, in your life which is 
probably. Trust me, you're, yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> it's just one of those iconic films, right? So that that people went to the movies over and over again. But what, sorry, what was the movie that you just described? What was it, what was it called? It's called Lori. It's spelled L-O-R-E though, like lore, but it's actually pronounced Lori. And it's by okay. an, Aust- an Australian director, but they shot it obviously in Germany. And it's just, this girl takes her, um, her siblings across, I think from Germany to Poland to her grandmother's house. And it's about, because they're parentless at that point, it's about her discovering because she's the older one what her family really did and and what the war really means and and how that affects her her psychologically and yeah it's really it's beautiful film too like it shot really well um but it was always one that i i loved the way that they they did that and um i I like psychological like stuff so um i think I will continue kind of with the experimental route um, in storytelling, yeah. um, but add more uh, dialogue and characters and, and things like that as I go along. Yeah, well, congratulations. You're on your way. Like, obviously, you have, like I said, it's working for production, coming from the production side of things. It's like you, you're it's like you, you have a really different perspective on things like so it's like uh so I think that hopefully you'll make more films and and uh, because this one's terrific and the next one you're describing is is terrific as well. So maybe we can talk again when you make your next film. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you for having me. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel, Schlemizel, Hasenbemp Incorporated.